Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 11th of August. China has halted military drills around Taiwan with hopes tensions may have eased between the two nations. It comes after China's ambassador to Australia yesterday addressed the National Press Club saying it's time for Taiwan to rejoin the mainland. We're waiting for a peaceful uh, unification. So when necessary, when compelled, we are ready to use all necessary means. As to what does it mean by all necessary means, you can use your imagination. The Australian government has labelled the comments as concerning, while Shadow Foreign Minister Simon Birmingham has told Channel 10 China has overreacted to US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. What was initially a congressional visit, a parliamentary visit uh, from the United States to Taiwan, and rather than responding with diplomatic means if China was concerned, they've instead responded with these military means that creates this really dangerous situation and imperils, of course, the lives potentially of many millions of people. Some leading epidemiologists are claiming Australia has reached the peak of its current COVID wave with a new push for employees to return to the workplace. But that's being disputed by other top medical experts who argue the current COVID crisis is far from over. New COVID infections have halved in the past two weeks, but deaths are continuing to increase. Yesterday, 133 people died from the virus in Australia. Meantime, there are concerns COVID antiviral treatments could soon be made available over the counter. Currently, the drug has to be prescribed by a GP, but pharmacies are pushing for the change. The Royal Australian College of GPs Vice President Dr Bruce Willett says patient safety must come first. You would need to take into account the uh, liver function and the kidney function of patients when prescribing these medications. So it's quite a complex process and really much more safely done um, through the regular GP. Overseas now, and former US President Donald Trump has refused to answer questions in a New York investigation into his family's businesses. Mr Trump invoked his Fifth Amendment, despite saying back in 2018, that's what the mob does. You see, the mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Mr Trump says his family and company have become the target of a politically motivated witch hunt. It comes after his Florida home was raided by the FBI earlier this week. The reason for that raid still remains unclear, but it's allegedly due to Mr Trump taking documents from the White House. US Justice Department official Mary McCord has told the ABC there's still more of a process to unfold. If there were to be an indictment, if there were to be um, a, a finding of guilt on that, one of the statutes I referenced earlier, the one that refers to taking of public records willfully, that does include a bar on holding public office. And as tributes continue to flow for Olivia Newton-John, the world-famous sales of the Sydney Opera House have glowed pink overnight in honour of the late Australian icon. Olivia passed away earlier this week, sparking an outpouring of grief across Australia and around the world. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says lighting the Sydney landmark is how the state can recognise her immense contribution to cancer research and awareness. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Tasmania and investigations are underway after a woman died while waiting in an ambulance for a hospital bed. 
It comes as nurses continue to strike across the state, protesting unsafe staffing levels. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the details from Hobart. That's right, Tash. Tasmania's struggling health system is going under the microscope following the tragedy. On Saturday morning, a woman in her 70s died after waiting nine hours to be admitted at the Launceston General Hospital. Robbie Moore from the Health and Community Services Union says action is desperately needed to ensure it doesn't happen again. Ramping is happening at Tasmanian hospitals every single day and it is leading to detrimental outcomes every day to patients. The Premier says there'll be a formal investigation into the death, but it comes at a time as Tassie nurses are continuing to strike, crying out for safer staffing levels and fair pay. The Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation's looking at an offer from the government that includes a $2,000 reward for staff who return to work, but they say there's nothing in it for current staff. To WA and the state government is leading the way in a more sustainable future, creating more charging stations along its groundbreaking electric vehicle highway. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. The state government has its eyes set on a cleaner, greener future as it plans to implement more electric vehicle charging stations across the state. Almost 100 new points will be set up in 49 locations across both the metro and regional area. It's hoped more West Aussie drivers will look towards getting an electric vehicle, stamping out concerns over charging locations. Climate Action Minister Rhys Whitby says it's the way forward. People like to get out there and explore, but they're worried about the range of their vehicles. This solves that dilemma. It means you can get in your car and drive from Esperance to Kununurra, cross to uh, Eucla and not have to worry. And Taj, the first charging station is expected to be installed in November. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Some great news. We love great news for stocks with the US inflation numbers coming in better than expected and share prices surging higher as a result. Yeah, in simple terms, lower inflation for the US means less interest rate rises are needed, and that reduces the chances of a serious recession, job losses, and lower profits for companies, which help stock prices. Inflation in the States was 9.1%, and has now fallen to 8.5%, and August should bring an even lower number. The tech-heavy NASDAQ index was up over 2% on the news, with the likes of Facebook's parent Meta rising over 5%. So could this mean good news for our local share market and possibly inflation and interest rates? Exactly. The stock market futures predicts our market will open up 60 points higher, but it could rise even more over the course of the day with tech stocks expected to spike higher. For those with loans worried about too many interest rate rises, less increases in the US takes pressure off our central bank to raise rates as well. We will still see more rate hikes, but this US inflation figure just might reduce the number and the size of future interest rate rises. And of course, another really important issue at the moment is jobs, unemployment, and opposition leader Peter Dutton says he is not going to the federal government's jobs summit. Now, he calls it a stunt. The summit will happen on September 1 and 2 and we'll see unions, meet employer groups and the nationals will attend to represent rural interests. The goal is to build a bigger, better trained and more productive workforce to boost incomes and living standards. Ahead of the summit, the ACT2 is calling on the government to stop the RBA using interest rates to lower inflation, but that will never happen. Wait and see. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. 
the Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, we love a comeback and two big ones for Aussies in both basketball and the AFL. Let's start with basketball and an absolute legend will be back for the World Cup. Yeah, Lauren Jackson, good morning to you, Tash, has been training with the Opals, hoping to make their World Cup squad. Well, that has been confirmed. She will play in the World Cup next month. Opals head coach Sandy Brondello broke the news via an emotional video call. You've been selected to represent the Opals at the World Cup, Lauren Jackson. It's not your first one, and uh, hopefully it'll be a great one. Wow. I can't. I don't know what to say. Hasn't played in the World Cup since 2010. Hasn't played professionally uh, since 2015 due to chronic knee injury. She's 41, but there are no lingering issues with her body now. Yeah, really good. So, um, you know, obviously got through the camp in New York, which was great. And, yeah, I feel pretty good. I've started training again since we've been back and, yeah, just getting into it and smashed it out the next couple of weeks. And with all the drama surrounding Liz Cambage, who probably won't play for the Opals ever again, it's good to see some positive headlines uh, surrounding our women's basketball side. Yeah, absolutely. She's a superstar. I'm wishing her all the best to the AFL now. And here's another comeback story. A much-loved North Melbourne. Melbourne star has overcome cancer for a second time to make a miracle return this weekend. This is such a great story. Yeah, certainly is. Ben Cunnington has overcome testicular cancer twice now. Also some calf issues recently and COVID made his return via the VFL last weekend. So just one game at the lower level and now he is straight back into the senior side. And considering the season that North Melbourne has had, this is some positive news for them as well. Their caretaker coach, Lee Adams, says it's a special occasion after multiple setbacks. It's been such a long journey for Ben and for him to get so close on so many occasions, but to his credit, he's ability just to continue to keep his eye on the prize of getting back this year has been fantastic. First game in 13 months will come against the Crows this weekend. So good. And Brett, to the NRL now, and the Panthers have been labelled arrogant, adding an explosive backdrop to tonight's top four showdown with the Storm. Yeah, this is certainly a rivalry that's been brewing and they've both been trading shots, really. Greg Alexander, who's the deputy chairman at the Panthers, uh, claims that the Storm is responsible for some of the dangerous tackling techniques that have emerged in the game over the past two decades. Matt Tripp, who is the chairman of the Storm, called them uh, arrogant. Ivan Cleary, the coach of the Panthers, says that's unfair. So I don't think it's fair to, yeah, to be for any, everyone else at our club to be labelled what, what we were. The Premier's welcome back. Viliami Kikau from a hip injury. Cooper Johns partners Cam Munster in the halves for the Storm. Big weekend ahead. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And an incredible survival story for an Adelaide family after they were stranded in the outback for two days. Darian, her mum and two young children got bogged near the Queensland-New South Wales border and survived in freezing temperatures and on less than a litre of water and a few lollies. Darian telling Channel 7 they even started drinking puddle water to survive. So I went for a solo walk through three corner jacks and I found a puddle. It had bugs in it, dirt, and it was the survival mode. We ended up with about a, two litres of puddle water <laughs> and the kids sculled it, we sculled it. We didn't care at that point. They were finally found by the rescue chopper and are now home safe and well. How good is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.